Welcome to Crossing Faiths, a podcast where a Christian and a Muslim talk religion and politics, or debate, or argue. Talking is sometimes uh, uh, the you know we, we did just a, we just just a have light an way of, a, a light I, way of, of describing yeah. it. So we might get into an argument today. So this might be Crossing Faiths, where a Christian and Muslim argue about religion and politics. <laughs> so so stay tuned. We hope we'll. We hope to still be friends at the end of this episode. Uh, my name is Matt Hawkins. This is my friend John Pinna. I'm How coming you doing? to it's you from It's going to be tough getting rid of the Matt, Matt Hawkins tattoo. You know, we're going to have to stay friends. So I don't know. <laughs> he, 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 John's coming to you from upstate New York, and uh, we're we're going to have a, have a blast here. Um, I hope. Uh, hope hope we'll still stay friends. Well, we texted yesterday. We, we got to talk about Israel Palestine, and I'm like. Uh, the subject is Israel Palestine, and you have an evangelical uh, Christian uh, talking talking to a Muslim American here. So, uh, <laughs> first so, yeah, of all, I, let first of all let's bond under the fact that we both had ball caps when we got on screen today. Yeah, what, what, I got this. On your I got ball this, cap so this is uh, this is Avro. So they used to make airplanes in World War One, right. and up here we have this place called the Rhinebeck Aerodrome, which is an air, full airport with all these from the the first flying machines all the way through to the end of world war the begin like right before world war ii the planes nice. and so you can uh at the aerodrome they do shows for kids and stuff like that and they have a little museum but you can actually take a flight so every i went through flight school when i was in military school back in the day and and uh and i always toy with getting back in a plane and flying i used to be able to fly um, but I, every, every, my, every birthday, I end up taking a flight in an open, open, open air cockpit down yeah. to the river. Nice. It's pretty cool. That's yeah. cool. So that's what Avro nice. is. Although nice. some people, there's I'm just a, the Washington there's a little Nationals here. somewhere and it's a Canadian, I guess, company. I don't know where it is. And, and people go, are you Canadian? And I'm like, it, that really pains me a lot <laughs> because I hate their <laughs> hockey team. And I, I can't be the worst you've gotten <laughs> for a New Yorker. It's pretty bad. I'll just be honest. With you. Be called, to be a New Yorker, be called Canadian is like a hate crime you know, because we are in a constant battle about maple syrup, hockey, uh, and most New Yorkers don't know that Ottawa is their capital. And that's a, that's like a hate crime when you talk to them, it's like, uh, uh, you know, so um, and we used to be able to cross the border quite easily to go to Montreal to like Quebecois, the French Canadians. And yeah. we used to party in Montreal and then come back. And that apparently was a bad thing to the Canadian, to the Canadian people. So mm-hmm. I don't think it's not like we were starting fires. We were just hanging out, but there, 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 there might've been some, some uh, real off partying going on that might've gone a, a little bit awry and words might've been said. And that, from that generation, there's still a little bit of animosity on the Canadian side towards us. You know, as Americans, when we go out, we just do what we got to do. And then we go home and we forget about it and go to work the next day. Canadians yeah. have a long memory with that. So, so but uh, that's so when someone says you're a Canadian, someone said it to me the other day. And I was like, why would you, why would you even say that? And they go, well, you have a flag on your hat. And I'm like, you know, the squinty eye, like, you're like, no. Oh, that you is know? not bad. <laughs> this is what I was, what I was thinking, like, what? You know, so, uh, but we talked about Israel Palestine. We should have recorded our conversation before the call. No, um, I'm glad. I'm glad we got the roughness out of it. <laughs> it, was, it was a little rough. It was a little rough. It was a little raw. 
<laughs> I don't know who you think you are. No, uh, no I, think just, I think we just uh, have a, I think we are both in agreement as we always are, which is peculiar. We do find agreement. Yeah. Um, but we, we start out the conversation off with, we have to get into why your tribe is really excited about, about uh, Armageddon, but we'll, we'll get into that in a minute. Um so where do you like you know so Israel Palestine terrible things happening over there um my stance has always been everything that needed to be said has been said uh-huh and someone needs to make a decision yeah and uh that has always been my stance Me- meaning what like what what do you think the decisions are you asking do I, like do I think a one state two state yeah you're asking like what I think should happen there yeah yeah i think it should be a nine state solution I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Um, Why not? All right. I mean, all right. So it's. But you're right. I I think you're right. I mean, decades of negotiations and. Well, number one is here's the thing that first thing that should be done. All these people that are for that have been like the Pete that have been in charge of peace between the Palestinians on both sides and globally, all those people that hold those titles need to be fired immediately. Okay, because they have not done anything. Their job, they've, I mean, failure, re- we've been rewarding failure. So that all those people need to be gone. That's my first offer. So that's my first solution. Second solution is, is uh, I don't know, when I went to Israel in the last, I've been there in the last two years, three years, I kind of felt a one state solution is probably the right way to go. That's how I left Israel, thinking that the Palestinians and the Israelis need to figure out a solution. And just, it seems like an internal conflict. Get, get, just expel Hamas. And that sounds very parochial in thinking, but if you offer everybody full citizenship, give them all social services, Hamas doesn't provide social services, then, and it, and then you can open up, open up all the regions to an international um, to it'll be a domestic Israeli uh, department or agency that deals with everything, but there can be international support. Um, but I understand the two, two state solution. And I also understand the history of the British giving a colonial possession away and how that burned the Palestinians. And now everybody's got those keys you know, yep. everybody's got those, those kids. Palestinians got the keys to their homes they left and they want to come back. So I think that if you don't have any kind of reconciliation, you don't do like a, what are those things they have? Like when, when there's genocide, what are they called? You know, the, the Rwanda, they had it. Uh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I'm forgetting. You know, it's like, lingo, it's but when the court, you know, they set up a, like a tribunal or whatever it is. And they, the people that, that, that that committed egregious crimes get brought to justice. Uh, truth, truth. I don't know what it's called. But the bottom line is, is like I think something like that would be very, very helpful for the region. Just let's just get everything out in the open. Let's just be honest. Yeah. You know, it, the settlements are terrible. Um, in 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 continuing, the settlements are not good. You can't say that Amer- an, an American Jew can can who is not from the region can all of a sudden move and take a Palestinian home and move into, it seems peculiar to me that yeah. all this is happening and this is all happening while it's, everything is simmering and no one is really coming up with a solution that is actionable. Right. 
Right. Um, yeah. And when I when I was there, I talked to General General, not General Batone. I talked to General Noriel about about this, and he goes, "We can move settlements." He said, "We did it in the '80s. We moved like fifty to hundred thousand people in the '80s when we." So he's like, "If someone made the decision, we can do it, but someone needs to make a decision." And it was the same sort of assertion of everybody's everything said everything that needs to be said has been said but no one's making a decision you know and uh i'm not palestinian not israeli i'm I'm not i mean although i do believe that i'm the highest evolution of jew as a muslim um i i i don't believe that as my status as the highest evolution of jew i should be arbitrating on what should happen in israel palestine but i do think that that we do need to figure it out because now this part of me actually it's really excited i'm like Finally, something's happening over there, even though it's terrible. Yeah. It's terrible. Um, you know, Hamas yeah, so- is getting rid of their rockets, which are all garbage anyways. And uh, and the Israelis are, you know, at least, you know, doing what they do, which is in some cases way over the, in most cases, I think in this case, way over the line. So, but let's, uh, let's, let's get back. That's a point where we disagree, but I think we're going to, we're going to harmonize on a number of points. Um, number one, I think what a lot, let's say what, let's just showcase this right now. Look at that. Fancy. My my coffee cup game and my is really on. That's impressive. It's like 25 years ahead of anybody else. That's next level. Where'd you get that? What what is that? So it's a, it's, it's Soviet crystal. Right now, somebody's gonna. I know we're gonna get a comment that I'm a. I'm a that, that all of a sudden I'm a. I'm a we're a Russian front. <laughs> yeah, I can't. He's Muslim. He's a communist. Okay, so here's this is, this is Soviet crystal, and then this is uh, it's like a cup holder, but this is a traditional Russian tea, tea. Oh, nice. That's cool. And so I drink everything pretty much out of it. I mean, I have some of my other business, but this is my my porcelain roll call. This is this is a throwback. See, it's, I don't know if you can see that. Oh, there you go. Yeah, nice. The right roll call, you know, porcelain mug, travel mug. But anyways, nice. terrible things happening. Yes. How so? And you're in, in, in typical evangelical form. We, we you're you're gonna let's let's hear your take people, on it. People are gonna make assumptions about my my my. People might say support of Israel. I might I might say my my inclination to. Lean, lean. I don't know, pro-Israel or but just no. Don't even go right. pro-Israel. Say what you said when we were offline. When you said, "Well, Israel," you didn't say. What did you say? Israel was uh, Hamas is firing rockets. Israel retaliating. So it's, let me back up because I'm, I'm an evangelical, and apparently in this environment, still crazy enough to use the title, even though a lot of evangelicals are trying to shed the title in recent years. What's the um, new title? Non-denominational. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, Methodist? I don't know. Calvin, Calvinists? The Calvinists. Um, not that everybody really claimed the title evangelical, except for kind of uh, leadership and institutions. And it was kind of the scripture. Very few people uh, in local churches uh, walk around saying, I'm an evangelical like just in casual conversation it's it's they they might be uh defined by a handful of of uh, of either either i emphasize uh doctrinal beliefs about about Jesus and the bible versus um what has become over the past 40 years um 
the white evangelical as a political subculture, um, for which there's overlap. Anyway, right, so uh, no, as an evangelical, you hate Muslims. Why? Stop it. <laughs> it's a not true. <laughs> B. The assumption is that evangelical support of Israel or an evangelical supporter of Israel um, or someone who um, is going to give them a ben- the benefit of the doubt, particularly against thugs like Hamas, um, is that we have some kind of theological um, and eschatological, meaning end times kind of view of Israel. Um, And that's a thing within American Christianity. Um, It dates back, I mean, long before the 1948 uh, creation of the nations, the current modern nation state of Israel. Um, But for many, many generations of Christians, um, you have you have a couple things. You have number one, uh, biblical uh, biblical passage about uh, those who support Israel will be blessed, and those who curse Israel will be cursed. Right. So you have that kind of ethos, uh, whether or not it's appropriately interpreted or appropriately applied in the contemporary era. That's a thing, right? And right. Um, and so there's a there's a predisposition to support um, Israel and the Jews. Um, <clears throat> from a theological standpoint, um, even where people may disagree on the particulars in a, in a contemporary context. But then number two, in the middle of the 20th century, when you did have the creation of the nation state of Israel in 1948, that was a really big deal because people who cared about such things and believed in a particular view of end times understood that a bunch of end times stuff in the Bible, again, right, you thought it was going to usher in the end times. Well, right, it was a, the, the basically the return of the of the people of, of the Jews to their homeland is in this particular variety of end times interpretation. It's a key threshold before a bunch of other end times stuff happens, right? What, what, do, you, what um, do you think so, about the argument that says that that the, the the Israelites sort of broke the covenant with God? There, that's why they were dispersed. That's why it was sacked, and and then and so it's, yeah. There, so there's that. So what do you think about that argument? And then the other argument that when Moses gave them the tablets or no, Abraham, when they accept, there was no Jews right before Abraham. So Correct. when that happened, the idea was that they were stateless, that there was no, no land attached to them. What made them, Jew, you know, it, you know, it, Israelites, what made them Jewish was their identity and it was yeah. and it was done on purpose by God so they wouldn't be tied to anything. Yeah, I mean it, that that kind of stuff gets real real complicated real quick. Um uh but yeah, the for the sake of this conversation, um just, you know, just, the point just is what the point is really like nice what happens what happened so. What did you say? I, we got the, you know, we were I was a little a little rough around the edges, so I'm just trying to you know. <laughs> I'm trying to get you to talk about Jesus because then you'll calm down and you'll be I, nice. I, well, yeah. I mean, the, the question is, in light of Jesus of Nazareth, what happens to um, Jews relative to Christians, right? So Christians believe that Jesus is the, the Savior eternally, um, and then that um, they're participants in the kingdom and will have salvation through heaven. What happens um, to the Jewish people, right? Um, uh, do they have to believe in Jesus? Um uh, are, are what happened, you know, what are the ancient, what's the status of the ancient Hebrews, right? If they were looking towards a Messiah, little a Messiah, but didn't understand, didn't know the word Jesus. Um, there's a whole 
orbit of theological discussion um, and beliefs and doctrines about that. But the point, the point for this conversation uh, on the end times thing is for a lot of American Christians and particularly within kind of a subsection of evangelical life, um, supporting Israel was, um, is, has a lot of theological underpinnings that are directly tied to a particular view of end times theology that I think is errant, um, for a whole lot of reasons that we don't really have time to get into today. Um, some of it's misconstruing scripture, but it's, there's an interpretation that has been around, um, that has formed, you know, shaped and formed a lot of evangelicals and a lot of people have just kind of absorbed it by osmosis, right? It's not like they've studied it and come to that conclusion in their own lifetime. It's just kind of, they're just kind of residue from earlier theological assertions. Um, but the idea was that like, um, the people of Israel were, none of this other end time stuff could, uh, happen until the people of Israel or <clears throat> Jews returned to their homeland of Israel. And so pe people locked onto this 1948 creation state of Israel being, this stuff's going to happen in our lifetime. Um, the further you get away or is that, is from that... 1948 and generations, that yeah. reading of scripture becomes less and less, uh, uh, plausible given we haven't had, uh, the uh, Armageddon, global Armageddon, right? Um, right. Uh, so, um, but some of that residue residue still exists. Um, I'm I'm one who believes that one can be a Christian and still come to the same application, the same conclusion that uh, Americans, in particular, can broadly uh, can kind of the default setting is to support Israel. Um, in some form or fashion, uh, setting apart, we know that there, <clears throat> in my view, it's a, it's more of a secularized, uh, it, basically modern, the modern nation state of Israel is not the same thing as we would view, um, the Hebrew, the ancient the theocracy of Israel. Um, those are two different things. Um, and yeah, but... we ought not conflate that, uh, setting, not, not, notwithstanding, what you're going to argue are theologic, uh, the theocratic influences in, oh, yeah, yeah. We had this argument. Right? I'll be perfect yeah, because we were talking about the being a democracy. Your, your, right. your argument was, well, it's the only, it's a the flourishing democracy in the middle East. And I was like, it's not a democracy at all. It's not, that's, that's like nonsense. They have no constitution. Their judiciary is not independent. The Knesset is not independent. Um, not representative of certainly other but people. And then on they, top do of have, that, they, have, they do have elections a, and, and basically coalition government style governments, right? I'm sorry. They do have elections and, and coalition style governments. Yes. You know, so, 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 so Papa doc had, a, had, had elections in Haiti when he, when, and he was elected unanimously. Look, well, they're, yeah, they're yeah, grades of functional Netanyahu, governance. Netanyahu was, was being indicted. He started this whole bunch of nonsense because he, you can't change well, but, presidents, you can't change prime ministers in the middle of, in the middle of, you can't change war horses in the middle of combat. And so this is all about him. It's not about, it's not about even the Israelis and Palestinians right now. It's about him trying to save his ass, to be honest with you. You know, and I know I, that's, we, we don't cuss online, but it, I mean, he basically is just trying to create. A, a, a so you, you think this is a wag the dog situation? Uh, absolutely. I think that's the simple answer. And, and then at that, and, and if you, if every, if you, everybody accepts that it's no fault on all sides, if we stop right now 
and we just turn around and say, okay, some terrible things have happened. And you want to know what? We got the guy. We got the scapegoat. It's Netanyahu. And he, he's trying, he's basically just trying to stave off his indictment and stay in charge of the country. And let's just get him, throw him in a box and, you know, well, put him on trial and be done with it. Well, but I mean, indictments, indictments of, of Israeli prime ministers are, are kind of par for the course, right? Um, That's kind of, it's kind of part of the job description. Um, yeah, and it mean, depends on what the indictment is for, which it apparently is, well, doesn't have to do with human rights abuses or uh, yeah, warfare yeah, I mean, or I anything think that's like one that. Is, that's like a simple straight line answer. The second straight line answer, and from my perspective, is the Trump administration was very foolhardy in their support of of our their diplomacy with Israel, and as a result. It, there was an empowerment and, in, and it's emboldened the, 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 the current prime minister and some of his party members to press in directions that they wouldn't normally. And so here's, to a certain degree, maybe, it, I, I mean, it's not simmering anymore. It's now flared up into what it is. And yep. that is, is a problem. But I believe the starting point is Netanyahu with his, with his trying to avoid prosecution for all the nonsense that he's conducted while he was prime minister. So, so um, naturally I don't buy that rationale. <laughs> well, he didn't have to, he didn't have to serve warrants or serve uh, evictions in the middle of Ramadan. I mean, like, come on. Okay. So for whatever it was, six or seven so, people. And then from there, then bring, you know, bring in the, you know, IDF to evict people in the middle of Ramadan or the tail end of Ramadan. It's just, like there's just no reason for it, and then yeah. create an issue in Jerusalem, then start expelling people, and then start saying, "Well, why stop here? Let's 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 start looking to Gaza because if we don't," and so that is the impetus so, of this. Yeah. Whole so you're so you're saying that uh, movements that Israeli government was making related to settlements, it's were precursors to. Hamas's military action, basically. Hamas, all right, let's just take Hamas. They were, so it didn't just stop there. Then they're on the Alaska, Alaska Mosque at the, the Dome of the Rock Mosque, mm-hmm. the Alaska. And, they're, and they're, 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 they're literally arresting people and setting off flash grenades around and in the places of worship on the Dome. So that's all precursors to this. Okay. So you're, you're saying re- Israeli government was setting setting off flash grenades in places of worship? Yeah, this is a religious freedom issue. This is my jam. It doesn't matter if it's a church, a mosque, a synagogue. It doesn't matter. Like there's there's no place for that. No place for it. It's and we're we're talking arguably arguably the holiest place or one of the holiest places on the planet. And it's clearly an issue when it comes to like how people are going to, the, the, the lens. It's like, if it's like, if you can't pick a more perfect place to cause, to rub Muslims the wrong way and Palestinians, this is like, this is like their big jam, right? Sure. So Palestinians have, a, you know, a quarter, they have a quarter of Jerusalem and that abuts the old town. Uh, 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 the old town of Jerusalem, right? The old, the walls, whatever you want to call it. And, and so their section abuts that. 
and you can't and they do remove they do move freely so it's like through that section and you can go up to the Alaska Mazda it's 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 nice it's cool anyway so and I've been there I never thought I'd be able to go but it was it was pretty neat okay so anyways and it's one of the most argued spots on the planet right and everything else so here's the thing probably shouldn't be starting any kind of nonsense up there and if you do start any nonsense up there just like the whaling wall why would you even do anything at the whale you know if you're gonna be up there then the first thing you need to do is you need to give orders sling your weapons and escort everybody out clear the pad and then lock down the gates that's the order there's no other order but that is wait until everybody's slotting out they're done with prayer and you want to know what shut down the top of uh, whatever you want to call it the, the you know the i don't know what it's called but the, the temple mount shut it down lock the gates and be done with it you see what i'm saying like that's the mm-hmm. answer right. not send idf up there to act a fool yeah and and then you know like what do you what do you expect and then the problem is hamas is like a third party they're like they're like the people they- that they're like the guy that comes out drinking with you and then to like to party at the bar and you didn't invite him, but he shows up and you know, he's going to start a fight. So, and he's just looking for an excuse. That's Hamas. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and the problem is, is that he's a guy that has like three or four other friends that are just like him that are waiting. Yeah. They're on the way in a truck. That's Hamas. Yeah. That's the right. best description I can give of them. And so like Hamas is going to act on behalf of whatever happens and it may not, and probably isn't in accordance with what the Palestinians want to do. Sure. So, cause there were, there were protests, the Palestinians, and then IDF just says, they just, I get it. They're, they're impatient. They just say, everybody's involved. Everybody's a terrorist. That's it. You're done. You know what I mean? I, I understand how they act, you know? So I, 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 mean, I, you know, I, see, I don't, I don't take that. Uh, I, this is a point point where we disagree, but I I don't take Israel's actions as that. Um, I think there'd be, I, I think they've been, my understanding has been fairly precise. Um, and absolutely not. They're, they're, and, they're, and pretty they're, co- considering the circumstances over many years, pretty restrained. It's not. It's so it's while, while I, so shooting, while they've been shooting soccer players in the legs, they've been, they've been maiming people. What? Yes, Google it. Google it. Who? They shoot who's been shooting indiscriminately? Who, who's been shooting people indiscriminately? Google it. They've been sh- they say shoot to maim. Just Google IDF shoot to maim, and and all civilians. these civilians, civilians shoot to maim. So it's and like I said, I'm not going to go. You know, there's been numerous instances of that, but let's not even go down that road. Like that's a dignity of a human person, and that. It doesn't matter who it is. If someone's shooting to maim, that's a problem. Okay. Sure. Because it's Israelis, if you say stuff, you get dubbed an anti Semite. I'm not an anti Semite. I grew up in a Jewish community, so I don't want to hear it. All right. I make babka, the best babka in upstate New York. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? So, just, you know, like, you know, like, I'm not, I'm immune. When you say anti Semite, I'm like, okay, save it, save it. Yeah. So, the problem is, is that, Look, let's just take the, the, the destruction of the media building, right? So they alleged that Hamas was had an office there, okay? Yeah. Let's just say they did have an office there. Let's just say they did. Great. 
don't you, when, when if you destroy a whole building, not only do you have the rubble and all the collateral damage, but you have to re, either rebuild that building or all those facilities associated with that building, that block are done. Sure. That's irresponsible on, on something that's alleged. It, and, and, it, and here's the thing. If, 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 if they're so precise, then they wouldn't destroy a whole building, destroy an office. Send Mossad in if they're such great guys, send them in and Mossad can handle them then because everybody claims that they're like the second or third in the world with all their business. These yeah. guys are really precise. Go in there and do it. You know, go in there and well, and take care of the office. But that that's that's far more of an escalation and more of a risk of life. I mean, I the, I, the building collapsed and everybody had fair warning and nobody nobody was killed. None of the media folks were killed. They had fair warning and escaped and no journalists like were killed. Look, if you want to wage war in an, in, a, in an area of the world, the first thing, and you want to do it unjustly, the first thing you do is get rid of the media. So the first thing you do. If you want to do, persecute people religiously, the first thing you do really is get rid of the media because that's the only checks and balances. It's the only way the information gets out there. So is it, you know, I believe in coincidences. Coincidences happen all the time and I'll trust them. This is not a coincidence. It's, they, they, they what? chose. They chose to destroy this building because uh, because because it, of the media, but the not the target. Hamas. But but here's the thing: once you, you can allege anything, anybody's Hamas, anything, everything's a Hamas target, a police station, a this, a that, or whatever. How yeah. what, what's the rubric Did, of what does, is a Hamas? Does, well, <laughs> there are Hamas agents occupying a particular space. Does Hamas not occupy intentionally civilian areas? They may do that, but then it's uh, the burden is on the Israelis. No, it's not. To, to, not in a matter of warfare. Not once rockets start firing. So this is warfare now. Is that what you, what you was what you're saying? Rockets. I mean, what? What's so, your definition of warfare? So my so, so so you're saying that Israel because rockets you got are rocket Israel, you you've got an anti missile you got an anti missile system that's having to engage to take down rockets that are being like what. What other definition of warfare? The missile system is, is acting in defense. That's right. that's Israel Israel's right to defend itself. They have the the Iron Dome, and that's working. Right. Once, but pa- getting past that, it's now it's it's going into a gray area, and probably really, really black or red. That it's aggression. You're killing it's civilian. Not, not when you're, you're killing. Not when you're taking out buildings. When rockets are flying at you, defensive is of course where we agree taking out those rockets but it's also defensive to take out the people and the places who are launching those rockets that's defensive regardless regardless that's not of- that's not that's not aggression that's defensive we america would do the exact same thing you you can't look, we're talking about hamas and the palestinians right we're talking about these 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 groups you're not you're not discriminating between the two even though there's a palestinian yeah, government I, and then there's hamas I, yeah but so the problem is, is that there, there, there's. If, if I conflated the two, I, if I conflated the two, I'll, I'll, I'll take the correction. I mean Hamas, but Hamas is strategically placing themselves in and among Palestinian people, right? And so they have. Up to, so the Israelis need to be strategic about removing them. Are, and they're I'm saying they strategic. are. You're saying they're not. Yeah, they're not being strategic. They're just destroying whole city blocks and then and they're with bombing kind of houses. <laughs> <laughs> with with evidence of Hamas agents. Yeah, but you can't. So you're back very Machiavellian. So the idea, I'm not or Machiavellian. Yeah, no. it's like if, if if you kill a whole block of people, that's okay. But they did. They haven't. They have not killed a whole block of people. There's a lot of civilian casualties. A lot of civilian casualties. There's quite a few. And yeah, the, diff- and the difference a lot in of warfare. Damage. The, 
the difference the with, difference in the just in a just war construct, which I know is my my, my people's camp. The difference in a matter of just war construct is whether they're civilian casualties as a matter of collateral damage and it's awful and terrible versus targeting intentionally targeting civilians but you're implying that this is like open warfare and the problem is is that the israelis are in control of these regions this is an internal essentially an internal conflict in what people say is a is an open air concentration camp right that's what people claim gaza is okay so i'm not going to muddle into whether that is true or not true but it it you know there's a there's a wall well, that, well, and they're not they're not in control of a territory they're not in control of a territory if that territory has rockets being la- launched at their population they that's not control supply. there's all different types of things that happen that the israelis do to affect this region right and, and I, yeah, and I and I'm I'm not going to quibble with that, but I I'm Yeah, but it's what, not you can't say I'm not going to quibble with that, but then say, well, you know, I don't know what this kind of is what it is. I'll be honest with you. I think the Israelis let Hamas in there, and I think they know exactly where these rockets are, and I think they should they should they they could take them out anytime they want, but they keep them there because it becomes a justification for them to handle handle business when they want to. Well, so the the, I mean, the it's, thing, not, yeah, it's I, not. You're right. The the Hamas rockets are a thing. It's a common part of Israeli life. Is that rockets are are incoming frequently? Um, but what's happened in the last couple of weeks is a, a significant escalation, like exponential numbers of rockets coming through. Right. Yeah, but so nobody's arguing that. Where, point. where you might have 250 in a, in a year, now you've had like a thousand, like within a few days. So let's just take um, a step back. You're telling me so that so. Everything that gets that goes from from zero to rockets flying, you you put that aside and you say once rockets fly, the Israelis can do whatever they want. It's a free for all. That's your thing. So, I, well, I'm I'm saying once rockets are flying, I'm less inclined to quibble over, um, or or attack a nation state for its military engagement. The military engagement is intended to take out military targets and stop the aggression. Yeah, but no, Hamas, nobody, sto- Hamas stops throwing rockets. Planet. Israel stops it. It's right. Then that's not. That's not true. I mean, it's Israel's not? been no. That's totally not true. I mean, it, look, Israel has been has been like the current the the current aggressions would cease. I'm not. I'm not saying it would resolve problems. I'm not saying it would resolve Israel's activity within its own border and the, the, the civic rights stuff that, that you and I are both concerned about. Um, but it would stop the current, the current conflict. I, I, you know, I think that I mean, Hamas, right Hamas now, is Hamas's launching of rockets is, is a, was a, is a leverage to get Israel to do what it wants to stop Israel from doing. Right. Well, once rockets are launched, like I said, Hamas, once Hamas launches rockets, we know we knew what was going to happen, right? And so I think to a certain degree, part of me is, <laughs> okay, let's just have it out. You know, let's, let's just have it out and be done with it, all right? If Hamas disappears from the region, then what, then what, what, what argument does, do the Israelis have with when it comes to the Palestinians, right? So... To me, that that's a really deciding factor. I think that all the things that led up to launching rockets is pretty terrible. Okay, and sure. and what happens when 
there's no protection of places of worship in Jerusalem and sacred places. And then on top of that, you can't, in the middle of Ramadan, you're evicting people for no, for relatively no reason. I mean, there might, it might've been, it might've been proper serving warrants or whatever it is. It's kind of like holding a trial at night in the middle of, uh, of uh, Passover, you know, for a, a, a seditionist. And what you know? That was a that was a Jesus dig. That was a Jesus. Uh, uh, <laughs> Come on, God, that was a good one. On a little on a little bit of a a little bit of a, a rabbit rabbit trail, we'll we'll get off real quickly. Is I think what a lot of since since Christian American Christian attention is on Israel right now. Um, what a lot of folks don't understand is that um, there are a lot of Christians, um, both Palestinian Christians and also other. Uh, Christians that we would consider evangelical as far as their beliefs um, or non-denominational, right. Or Baptists uh, who actually don't, don't enjoy in Israel the same kind of status as um, religious minorities here in we the talk, States. We do. talked about this. Yeah. yeah you've so, got, you've got, so all different types of Christians, Palestinian, Christian, Palestinian, Palestinian, Muslims. It's not a Muslim. It's not really a Muslim, you know, Jewish issue. We have a Palestinian citizenship issue, a Palestinian social yeah. services issue, Palestinian civil rights issue. And that's been going on for, you know, since the Balfour Declaration and the, the beginnings of Israel. And so the problem it does, is... You don't even, it even extends beyond Palestinians. Um, right. So kind of my, our tribe, like if you're a, what we call a low church, if you're not part of the kind of nine official uh, expressions of Christianity... Uh, in Israel, kind of based on kind of the the Ottoman um, system, if you're a Baptist right. or a Lutheran or you know something, then uh, you you don't have the kind of civic rights that right. the other Israeli citizens do, uh, and that includes like marriage rights and burial rights and that kind of thing. So people have um, I, this may have changed. I'm a little foggy on it, but it's something that I knew people um, who were advocating for before I left working for the Southern Baptist Convention. And part of it was the Baptist and the evangelicals in Israel couldn't collaborate together uh, to right. be a, an effective advocacy mechanism within the Israel system. Um, but nevertheless, uh, people would have to go like over to Cyprus to get married and then come back to Israel. And so what a lot of people don't know is our, our own um, are kind of our own uh, brothers and sisters, even within like that we would recognize and be church members with, um, they really experience a kind of second class citizenship, not probably not akin. I'm not going to, I don't want to equate that to the experience of Palestinians in Israel. Um, but yeah, it's not, it's not as great as we often assume. Yeah. And there's uh, a really, that and, religious component yeah. is really important when it comes to this, you know, it's yeah. like, it goes back to this whole thing about being a democracy. Right. So <laughs> it goes back to the whole thing. And, and I mean, I'll be honest with you, like I had a, every time when I was in Israel, I'll be honest with you. And it, and it gave me an, a, a very different perspective. I was never all the way in the Israelis or the Palestinians camp. I definitely felt that the history of the Brits giving away a colonial possession complicates things without all sides coming into agreement of what's, what's happening. But I think the problem is, is like, we've got, I think, I think that, I think the Israelis need to be held up. They need to hold themselves and need to be held up to a higher standard when it comes to surgical strikes of Hamas. You know, you can't, any death of a Palestinian on top of whatever nonsense is happening over there is not good. Sure. No Attacking question. the Alexa mosque is terrible. It's a, it's, yeah. 
it's it, and here's the thing no one's in from our religious freedom space said anything crickets across the board all of them doesn't mm. matter which group it is and i can name it i name name some of them and i know you're gonna i know you don't want me to but all of the people that are stewarding religious freedom right now have their mouths were shut when the temple the the, the temple mount was being attacked because uh and shut down by force by force by idf because of these evictions and because of what was going on in, in jerusalem no one said anything now if the wailing wall if something happened to the whale it'd be everybody'd be freaking out if something happened at the the church in uh salt lake city you know for the mormons you know it, it, everybody would have freaked out if a church was burned or or people were forced out of a, of a small little evangelical church in the middle of tennessee people would freak out but because you know and i'm not saying because they're muslims i'm saying because of the complications of Uh israel palestine and the holy site in itself which is it's very complex everybody's afraid to say anything and if they do then you're choosing a side and that's a problem even though it's a clearly a religious freedom issue a place of worship places of worship because there's multiple places of worship on the temple mount were taken down by taken out by force and people were freaking out i mean i i was yeah. shocked at, I, the, at the flash grenades and stuff like that and i and i think that's where we kind of want to want to end up our emphasis here for this particular episode is that this is stuff is really complex right it's not it's not just um a support israel rah 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 or a um support the palestinians or however you want to phrase it yeah. right um, it's it's complex. There are layers, and uh, two people here who uh, might know a little more than the average bear about this kind of thing. Even we're going to disagree on stuff. And uh, I think I think you're right to emphasize um, the human dignity component and uh, understanding that it's complex. Um, and I think so. Americans need to kind of have an appreciation for complexity, uh, including including Christians. And uh, I think what we want to try to do for the for this is uh, even where we where we may disagree um, is we want to explain the some of the acknowledge the complexity. Right. Uh, and yeah. and we also want to kind of get behind the slogans because the slogans are the slogans it's, and the kind of it's reflexive. Um, Israel has the right to defend itself. And, you know, like, yeah, yes, of course, they do. Of course no they one's do, arguing but, with yeah. that. No one's arguing. Yeah. But you but the, the you can't egg something on to the point where the slogan becomes relevant. That's the problem. And so it is relevant. Rockets should not be flying into Israel, period. All right. I don't believe in, and I think Hamas is really, you know, they're, they're taking advantage. They're taking advantage of a situation, but in the same respect, the Palestinians have been suffering this whole time. So we, we're, we're trying, you know, I think that you need to have someone to go in there and to say enough's enough. And that's why I think you should fire all these negotiators and just be like, look, here's the thing. We get it. You're Israeli. We get it. You want, you want to have as much space as possible. Great. We get it that you want to have a flourishing economy and yada, yada, yada. Here's the thing. Let's start with not having a war economy. Let's start with that. Okay. And let's start thinking about how can their, your neighbors make sure that we can assure that there is some kind of stability within the country. I mean, I'll give you a good example. Jordan. Jordan's got a, a, a porous border to the south, right? They've got the they've got the uh, Saudi Arabia. They're bordering Iraq and Syria, two places that are just completely insane, and Gaza. They're surrounded by nonsense, all kinds right. of conflict. 
And right. yet there is relatively, it's relatively stable within their country. Right. It's almost the same argument you can have with Israel and say to a certain degree, Israel has less of a problem because they do border Syria, but then it's Jordan or uh -huh. Gaza and then Egypt to the south, which the border over there is really kind of always weird, but they have the Mediterranean and, and Lebanon to the north. So you have this, it's a very similar situation and yet stability within the country. Now it's a monarchy and, and, uh, and there's, and, and they can rule with an iron fist, but if the Israelis have their, have, uh, I, I consider it a theocracy and not a democracy because there's, you can't de-citizenize people and then bring foreigners in and make them citizens and have them give them land and then turn around and say, there's no judicial, like I said, it's not independent. None of these, none of these government institutions are independent. And, and I, and I, I naturally disagree with the caricature of, of that, but we can, you can continue. But they don't have a constitution. How are they a democracy? Well, I mean, again relative to all their all their um totalitarian thuggish neighbors it's the it's the closest we have to a functioning democracy um and a, no, a liberal um, I, look imperfections notwithstanding uh and civil rights problems uh that i agree with uh notwithstanding israel's got its act together in a way that syria and iraq and Jordan and uh lebanon that's a poor. That's a poor and example. Iran. Egypt's more of a democracy. Egypt is more a democracy. Are you than, kidding? Look, you want to talk they, about they, civil they, rights abuse? You want to talk about human rights abuses in Egypt relative to Israel? Human rights abuses doesn't mean it's not a democracy. That doesn't mean it's not a democracy. And that's the same. And and that's the problem. At least they have a constitution. At least they have a functioning parliamentary system. At least they vote people to office. They may not be people we like, but they vote people into office. The, the, the Knesset's not independent. The judicial is not independent. You have no constitution. Zero. And the idea is to, is to implement a theocratic, a, a theocratic uh, regime under the auspices that it's a democracy. Because, and then your, your rubric is, well, there, well I, there's a monarchy, there's, there's a destabilized Iraq, there's this, there's this, there's this. Therefore, they're the most... They're, they're the most thing, the thing that looks the most like a democracy. Well, looking like a democracy doesn't mean it tastes and doesn't mean it smells like a democracy. And it doesn't taste and smell like a democracy. And, and I, you know, I, and I like, no, I have an independent judicial. Okay. Why don't you come up with a constitution? Let's do that. That's fine. So people have constitutional rights. You All can't right. have constitutional rights. If they implement constitutional rights, then there's sure. a problem. That's the issue. Because then you have Look, to deal you, with you can have you can have a situation where it's and again democracy not saying it's an American style but it is a prime minister and, and you, you do have a Knesset based on whether or not you're a Jew yeah that but that's not, is a, that is the that's a theocracy you can theocracy. come from any can country ethnic, in the world and say you claim you're a Jew Look, and you get property and citizenship Palestinians who have lived there their entire lives do not have citizenship they they, they, a they theocracy they have would no have rights. to be. I'm, look, I'm not going to deny that it has the, uh, theological and and theocratic uh, interests and um, and certainly a, a religious identity, but the the idea that it's structured that way formally as a theocracy, uh, as ancient Israel was, or as um, uh, say Iran or Saudi Arabia or like these kinds of places, or actually take that back, Saudi Arabia is a, a, a monarchy. Um, but it, it doesn't. It's, it's a far, far more of a lib, far more of a liberal modern state than anything surrounding it.
Not, not if you're a Palestinian, not a Christian or, 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 uh, so, but the, or you're, t- you're talking apples and oranges. We're talking about the structure and the, and the policy and, and the organization of the government. You're talking about civil, civil rights uh, in, in inconsistencies. I, I would argue apples that the structure oranges. of the government not having a constitution and an independent judiciary and not having – those, those are particular, those are particular expressions democracy. of ways to organize a democracy. You might want that. It might be a good thing. I probably agree with you. It's not to say Israel. It's not to say that Israel's a theocracy. It's a lot of different, a lot of distance between those two things. I don't know. You're saying you're, you're, how is it? How is there distance? I mean, that's the problem. Is that you're sitting there saying that that it, there's a lot of distance because they haven't declared themselves a theocracy. But if you're going to take the, the to take some sort of map, they're, they're really, really, really close. You know, so so the problem is, the, is where do you cross the threshold into that? And maybe but, that's something a political a political science conversation. Yeah. But I think they've crossed the threshold. In. Yeah, you okay. And here's the thing. Here's but, the like, thing. Look, I don't really look, care. Here's the here's the other side of it. I don't really care. Call yourselves a theocracy. Just be done with it. And and then and stop with the pretense. So then at least then we can say okay, as a theocracy, your judiciary is off the rails. Everything's off. Why don't we? then discuss how we deal with Palestinians and the Palestinian sure. question. That's that's my thing. Let's just call a spade a spade. And this is why I think all these negotiators and all these people that are, oh, I'm an expert in the, uh, the Israeli-Palestinian peace process. No, you're not. You, you haven't, there's no, been no success. So why don't you bring some people in and say, okay, can we just call this what it is? So now, all right, let's, you guys want land for Jews that are coming from all over the world. Let's figure out where that prop, that real estate is. <laughs> let's just do it. If the Palestinians need some space, let's figure that out and be done with it. Two state, one state solution, two state solution, seven state solution. What's your solution? I look, I, I lean towards a two state solution, but the Palestinian governments, the, well, the so expressions, when I came back- when I right. came back, when I came back from Israel, I one the one thing that I came back from is that the Palestinians refused to negotiate and discuss anything, right. and Hamas is like an outlier that 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 doesn't want to that doesn't want to discuss anything either. But the Palestinians have a problems with Hamas, right? Yeah. So you basically have two yeah. governments on one side in Gaza, right. exactly. And, yeah. So so Hamas, so a lot of, a lot of Hamas's activity here. Uh, is to leverage its its own position against the Palestinian Authority. Yeah, and, it's like a third party. Ni- neither of them, neither yeah. neither of them are actually advancing the best interests of the Palestinian people. Right, which and is all really the tragic. money, or a lot of the money that goes to the Palestinians, ends up in the pockets of people. So that was those were things that I learned from the Palestinians, not from the Israels. Right, and then so so you have this problem with no one's really coming, ready to come to the table. Um, to actually discuss what's going on, and you know, just people that want to go back to you know '48 and '57, and this, you know, if you want to go back to these different times, and I'm scratching my head, and I'm going, well, you know, we're way past that. And so when I came back, I just said, well, clearly there's a major disconnect between the leadership of Hamas, the Palestinians, and the Israelis to actually sit down and connect and actually have figure out. What what would be the least worst option? Because nobody's going to get what they want. Yep. And the Israelis are the strongest in the region, so they're going to they're going to keep pushing their agenda and ramming it down everybody's throat. As would the Palestinians and Hamas if they were the most powerful. Right. So yeah. I don't you know and I don't know. I thought I came away thinking, all right, a one state solution. Why couldn't they just do a single state solution and be just be done with? Give everybody citizenship. Give everybody social services. 
they have Sharia there. They still have Ottoman law there for Muslims right. for, for when it comes to civil law, which is really interesting. You know, they, right. they're Sharia judges. I took, they talked with the Sharia judge and I said, what are the most cases that come to you? He's like divorce cases. You know, so yeah. and it's like Maliki or uh, and and uh, maybe Shafi. I can't remember which Maktab, which uh, which type of um, of school they follow. But it's Ottoman law in the areas where Muslims can opt in and opt out, or they can opt right. into the Israeli system, judicial system. So, right. um, but I think that there's. I, I think it was. I think we asked. I think this was. I think Netanyahu was in a really bad place. I think he figured. You want to know what? If I cause a humanitarian and religious crisis that leads to Hamas firing rockets, then I, I have the right to defend myself. And now, and now, and now I'm on, on easy street for at least another couple of years because you can't change war horses, you know, so uh, in the middle of a conflict. So so I think that that I'm is naturally the- suspicious of that of that that reading of this. But the guy is the guy we, is, we knew we were going to disagree coming into this. He's pretty crazy. He's pretty crazy. I mean, read some of the stuff that he did as president that they're trying that his own people are indicting him on, and it's like for for your own people to indict you for these these type of crimes, it's like scratch scratching your head, going, "This this guy, this guy does this guy's really he's he's really just doing his own thing. He's making up as going as he goes along. So why wouldn't he do this at the expense of of peace or the the Palestinians and so forth?" But I don't know. I think the dignity of human person, and this is where you and I have unity. Dignity of human person. I just, you know, I, I just talked with with Father John about this, and I'm like, we, how, what do we do to go over to help help mitigate the what what you know the people that get hurt over there? Because he's a medic, and you know, I do all kinds of humanitarian stuff, and then you know, I've done medical stuff before. I'm like, what? How, how do should we just go over and help? You know, and do what we got to do. I don't believe in giving money because I think everybody just steals it. But, um, but I think there's got to be a way in which we can do what we got to do. But the Biden administration, I think they don't even know what's going on. I mean, did you hear Blinken? 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 Did you hear his speech? It's well, terrible. That's, that's that's a whole that's a whole topic for some. It's terrible. <laughs> I know, but it was terrible. Let's just. I mean, do can we agree about that? How terrible it I, was? Well, I haven't I haven't heard it, but the 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 handling of the Biden administration in this mess, I think they're they're ill prepared for. Well, it's just like oh, these things are happening. It's terrible. Israel has the right to defend itself, but there's humanitarian. We need everybody to just stop. It's like, yeah. Like I just call. Right. Like, come on, send somebody over there. We'll go over. We can do it. I think you and I can handle it. I think I'm we not, could make that claim. <laughs> I, I think we could. I think the two of us could go in there and be like, "Listen, Hamas, what do you want?" And it, and here's the thing: you have you have ten ten minutes to tell me exactly what it is you want, and it can't be you want everybody out but yourselves. So if you, if you're going to spout nonsense, then guess what? You're out. You're out of the peace process. So you know what I mean? So so ten minutes. Everybody gets ten minutes. And that's 30 minutes. And then we, you and I draft something up in 20 minutes. And then we give everybody 10 minutes at the end. In an hour, it's all done. They either sign the document or not. It's as good as good a process as any. <laughs> you're, the, look, see, you, you're still coming out of this an optimist. I, I, here's the thing. Everyone else that came before us were failures. So there's nothing, there's <laughs> nothing to lose. They're all this just, they're all, they have a career of failure. I, I met this guy. He's like, I've been, I've been involved in the peace process for 40 years. And I look, and I looked at him, I go, so I go how does it feel to be such a big failure? And he's like, what do you mean? And I go, 
you don't even see how much of a failure you are, you know? And, and, and he left, he left the table, he got up and walked away. And I was like, it was like the, the walk of shame Bye. And everybody goes, you were so mean to him. I go, nobody's saying what needs to be said to these people. How do you get, how do you yeah. collect a paycheck being such a failure? Yeah. So I, we, we probably also agree that needs to be, be needs to be some new blood in the negotiating spheres. There needs to be people that have new blood that I don't have a pony in the race. I'm not, I'm not pro anybody. I'm not Palestinian, not Israeli. I have, I, you need people in that have no, that have no skin in the game other than the fact that they believe in the dignity of human person. That's one. And two is you need to have people that know the history. And three is you need to have people that you need to have people in there that have contempt for the, all the people that came before you because they're all failures, you know, like I just get out bye. You know, what do you think? I think I you agree. agree. <laughs> I like to think you agree. I feel like you agree. I probably agree on that point, um, but I also agree. I also agree. We're way over time on this episode. <laughs> That's how you're in Armageddon. That's your business. Let's do it. But we need peace in order to do that because we got to get more Christians in there. You got to rebuild the temple, right? You got to do a Solomon. Not issuing Armageddon. Isn't that your, but that's your jam. That's, that's the, isn't that the thing you want? You want to end the day. Not my jam. Gonna... Not my jam. Some people's it, jam. All right, so, the, so what are the three things that need to happen in order for you guys to just real quick, the temple needs to be rebuilt, right? Mm, look i'm not even uh, you know i've forgotten more about that theology than than a lot of people but look the main thing was that the jews had to return to israel yeah but um, that's one and then the temple has to be re- rebuilt doesn't it doesn't possibly, the, the building have to be there I, I don't know but again it's a the, it's a, and then jesus it's a reading comes. it's a reading of end times yeah um that and those I are the three with, things but i, fi- I, I feel like you know i don't think it's supported by the biblical text okay. and even even look here here's the wrinkle even if a Christian believes that re- that particular reading of end times theology in the scripture, even if I agreed with it as, as a reading, as a crystal ball looking into the future about what was going to happen, nowhere, nowhere, visual aid, nowhere in this Bible does it, Tell the people of God, Christians is or is or Jews or otherwise, to try to facilitate it, right? To try to actively bring about Armageddon. Are you kidding me? Right. Nowhere. E- even if you un- even if you had that understanding and that errant interpretation of Scripture, right. it doesn't say nowhere. Do nowhere is there any text you can construe, yeah, to take as hey, try to try to bring about this stuff, try to make this happen in your right. lifetime. That's not there. Not there. That's my, that's my soapbox. Okay. So, <laughs> you know, don't lazily bring about Armageddon. Don't actively do it. But as I, as you've heard from this program, I, I, I naturally think there are, there are other reasons, yeah. other contemporary and, and practical reasons that John and I probably, that John and I disagree about, but I think there are reasons to still, um, generally have favor a disposition towards Israel imperfect not a white hat um I think that I that, think that, that doesn't that doesn't have to be rooted in the, that doesn't have to be rooted in theology well right about I, I mean like I think that I do think that Israel has the right self-determination and the right to defend itself those are two slogans right that we right but right. I think that how you go about it is really you know something and you have to be very judicious about if you're instigating something that's going to lead to where those slogans are relevant 
And I yeah. think that's what's happened here, whether Netanyahu did it on purpose or not. But I kind of feel like I kind of feel like all eyes are now on this and not on him and his indictments. You know, so <laughs> shoot, I should I, I shouldn't say this, but kind of like the masks, uh, the CDC and, and Biden rolled out the ma- dropping of the masks. Yeah, the same this the same week that we were experiencing a gas crisis all along the East Coast. Well, it's not even just a gas crisis. We got that. We've got you know we're 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 negotiating infrastructure. We're dealing with Afghanistan. The the, the pull out of I mean we got the the most egregious. You have, you have your you have globally. your you have your wag the dog conspiracies. I have mine. <laughs> I like. I don't think it's. I think. I think you could. I think I could pull you across the line on that one. So. And I really do feel like it. I feel like you're going right. to Google it a little bit. You're going to go like, the guy was being indicted for a lot of stuff. It's like now <laughs> no one's even talking about it. So anyways, right, so, my so we agree on a seven state solution. We agree. <laughs> <laughs> Someone in the comments is going to say, tell us about your seven state solution. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my anyway, friend. Thanks, bud, for taking the time. I appreciate it. Uh, eat some babka for me. Yeah, like I said, I'll, I'm going to send you this. Uh, I got to send you this book, and uh, I'll send some babka down to you. Oh yeah, you think it'll keep? Of course it will. I just got to wrap it correctly. Nice. You know. All right, so, I'll send you some goodies from Nashville. All right. From so Lebanon, <laughs> not to be confused with Lebanon, the country. This is Lebanon, the city. Lebanon. We have we have a place called Lebanon. Cairo, which is pronounced Cairo here. So we, so we <laughs> we have a street. Not nearby that we drive down frequently called Cairo Bend Road. And there's a discrepancy. There's always arguments about how to pronounce it, whether it's Cairo or Cairo. Yeah, we yeah, yeah. if you locals. say Cairo, people lose it here. They just they can't like they they just go ballistic. They 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 they, they spontaneously <laughs> combust and they go, No, it's Cairo, it's Cairo, it's Cairo. It's like I don't I don't you know, just because people mentioned people named it after Cairo, but okay, you know. So Anyways, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Talk to you soon. This is Crossing Fades, if you're still listening (laughs) after all this. We're available at crossingfades.com. We're available at YouTube. I'm sorry, at crossingfades.com slash YouTube. And if you you stuck around this long to watch our ugly mugs uh, talk about Israel and Hamas. And we're also on all the social media, so come find us. Matt Hawkins, that guy over there is John Pinna. I always forget on these uh, things whether he's over here or over here. I th- I think he's over here. Yeah. <laughs> <All right>. Bye. <laughs>